Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. You know, since we love to be topical on this year podcast labs and keeping with the theme that we introduced, why are you laughing at me? That we introduced last week, uh, where we started the podcast addressing free agency. This week, we're going to open up with the issue of restricted free agents. I know there's usually not a lot of buzz surrounding restricted free agents because uh, historically there isn't a lot of player movement within this category of free agency, but. The way the Steelers have chosen to deal with their own restricted free agents and the fact that we now know Steven Sims is scheduled to have a visit with the Houston Texans, we thought it might be a good time to explain restricted free agency. Well, we thought it might be a good time for you to explain restricted free agency. <laughs> I have no idea what restricted free agency is. I'm just in the dark as everybody else and how it might impact the Steelers between now and and the 2023 draft. Let's just give you a quick rundown of the restricted free agents that the Steelers have this offseason. They are James Pierre, Steven Sims, and J.C. Hassenauer. Labs, what do those three guys have to deal with in this offseason, and what should fans know about the Steelers dealing with them as restricted free agents? Well, you know, I'm going to – I'll start by explaining the difference between restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents. Um, you already list – there's only three, and you've already listed them. Uh, and, you know, you look at those three guys, and, um, you know, the – there's middling interest. Let, let mm-hmm. me put it this way. For me, there's middling interest in all of them, uh, bringing them back. But, you know, you also realize that with all of them, you know, they have their limitations. Um, you know, J.C. Hassenauer is, is a backup. I mean, he may be, you know, depending on how the these new free agent signings, I mean, you know, we're going to have to see what, you know, Herbig and, um, Isaac, I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce Isaac's last name here, probably between now and training camp. <laughs> You've got some time. Um, yeah. Um, you know, how, how that all the, the interior, you know, is going to shake out, but I mean, it's, it's reasonable. I, I think at this point to say that, you know, JC Hassenauer is the primary backup at center behind Mason Cole, you know, whether that lasts or not, we'll see, uh, James Pierre. I think is a guy who he's interesting uh, as a cornerback. He has interesting size, decent speed. Um, you know, the one thing about him is that, you know, he has shown too much of a tendency, in my opinion, to get beat deep, and you can't have that. Um, and Steven Sims, you know, he's one of those guys who, if you look at his past in the league, 
You know, he's a he's one of those guys who has enough ability to look decent uh, during the training camp and the preseason, but then, you know, when rosters get cut, does he have enough to earn a spot on the 53-man roster? Now, his spot with the Steelers last year uh, became interesting when, you know, Gunnar Olszewski, who was signed as an unrestricted free agent, uh, and one of his jobs was supposed to be kick returner. Well, Gunner, Gunner developed a little problem catching the ball, <laughs> yes. which is which is um, a quick way to get on the wrong side of Mike Tomlin. So uh, after a couple of those, uh, Gunner got benched from that job, and Sims was given that job, uh, returner and slot receiver. So, you know, uh, he was okay at that. Sims, he had the one really nice punt re- or kickoff return, excuse me, against Tampa, I think it was. Um, but, you know, again, he's a guy who, I'll get into it a little bit more, but you'd like to see him come back and compete at training camp. So anyway, that's, that's where they kind of are. Now, uh, the difference between restricted and free, uh, unrestricted, I'm going to skip all the legalese and try and boil it down for the listeners to the essentials. A restricted free agent has three NFL seasons to his credit. Unrestricted free agent uh, has at least four. Uh, in the case of a restricted free agent, his current team can offer him a tender, and then the amount of that tender, tender triggers compensation to the original team should the player sign an offer sheet, and then his original team declines to match it. So the levels of the tenders, they're called right of first refusal. Um, that's a one-year contract worth $2.63 million. Um, and all that gives the original team is the right to match any offer sheet. No draft compensation. There's a second-round tender. That's a one-year contract worth $4.3 million. If the original team chooses not to match, uh, the compensation is the offering team's second-round pick in this draft. Then there's the first-round tender. Uh, the te- um, that's six point oh oh one million, six point oh oh five million on a one-year deal. Draft choice compensation to the original team should it choose not to match is a first-round pick mm. in this draft. So okay, the Steelers chose not to tender any of their restricted free agents, those three guys we've talked about already. And that meant that all three of them automatically became unrestricted free agents and they're able to sign with any interested teams, you know, just like Devin Bush and Cam Sutton and and those guys. Um, Now, why did the Steelers not tender their restricted free agents? Okay, I'm kind of, you know, looking in the crystal ball here a little bit. Uh, and I just believe that, you know, based on who those players are, Hassenauer, Pierre, and Sims, uh, the Steelers made the decision that none of those guys were deserving of any of the numbers on the tenders that I explained uh, on a one-year contract. Because if you offer a guy the tender, he can come in and sign it right away. Mm-hmm. And then you got to pay him that for one year. And then... Um, the guy becomes an unrestricted free agent next year. So let's just say, for the case of this discussion, um, Steven Sims, since he is going to be visiting the Texans, he's the first one of these guys 
to maybe have uh, some alternatives. Uh, let's say Sims, uh, the Steelers are looking for this a slot receiver and a kick returner. Let's say Sims uh, builds on what he was doing towards the end of last season. Uh, he becomes the primary kick returner, uh, and he's in the mix as a slot receiver, and he has a, a decent year. Maybe, let's say he returns a kickoff for a touchdown um, and does a good job returning punts and say he, uh, he finishes with, I don't know, 35 catches as a slot receiver. Now, okay, so then the Steelers have to then um, negotiate with him again based on his production this year. And so what you're looking at is, you know, you maybe paid him a little bit more than you wanted to this year. And now next year, you're going to have to do it again, and he's unrestricted. So it's going to cost you even more. So what I think the Steelers are trying to do is they maybe want to do business with those three guys, but they don't want to pay him. I don't think they think any of them are worth, which at the minimum they could tender him was but $2.63 million. I don't think they think any of them are worth $2.63 million on a one-year deal. So... Um, you know, so I wouldn't say they have no interest in bringing these guys back. Uh, I don't think it's a sign of any disrespect necessarily, but it's, um, you know, you're working with the rules you're working with here. And so I think what the Steelers would like to do as an example, as I mentioned, you know, you'd like to bring those guys back to training camp mm -hmm. and have them compete because who knows what the cornerback situation is going to be. You know, Cam Sutton is gone. Uh, or the how many that Steelers going to draft? One, two. Um, you know, is Witherspoon back? Is Levi Wallace back? Um, you know, we whether through free agency or salary cap moves or whatever. Um, you know, and then what's the deal with with that position? So you know, you'd like to have James Pierre uh, at least competing to see what he. You know, who knows? Maybe this is his breakout year. Maybe he becomes. Uh, he somehow. Um, manages to transfer his measurables, his height, his speed, which isn't, you know, I'm not calling him a 100-meter dash winner in the Olympics or anything, but he has representative speed for the position. Um, what's, you know, what's his, um, how does he kind of develop in, in this season as a corner? And then do you want to continue to do business with him? The, the Hassenauer situation you know, the Steelers got extremely lucky last year with injuries to offensive oh, linemen yeah. and that they had none. And so that's never going to happen again. Um, what is the need going to be for Hassenauer? Uh, is he going to have to play more? Uh, or is he going to be, you know, one of those guys who uh, is on, you know, maybe lines up for some field goals and, you know, extra points and stuff, but really doesn't otherwise need, need to play? Um, so, again... You know, he you'd, he's a guy you'd like to bring in to camp and have him for the preseason and see how he mixes, you know, with the new guys you sign in and the holdovers. And, you know, you want to pick an offensive line that maybe uh, includes as many options as possible to give you the best group as possible. But, again, do you want to get stuck paying, no yes. offense to J.C. Hassenauer, do you want to get stuck paying J.C. Hassenauer $2.7 million dollars this year if he ends up not playing again. I don't think they want to do that. So, um, you know, how this works out, I don't really know. 
but I do think that that is some insight into how the Steelers were thinking about how they wanted to manage this restricted free agency. We've got a ton of questions from Steelers Nation today, and it really warms my heart to see that our first one, once again, after taking a week off last week, starts with a quarterback question. So thank you, John Vincent from Conneaut, Ohio, for asking, what should the Steelers do with Mitchell Trubisky? Cut him, trade him, or keep him? Oh, feels like we're right back on track, Labs. It feels so good. <laughs> well, um, you know, we were just talking about salary cap issues relating to restricted free agency. And, you know, the, I, I do believe that the primary um, thought process in not keeping Mitch Trubisky for the 2023 season has to do with his salary cap number, which is like 10.6 million. That's too high for a backup, yes. blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, maybe you'd rather pay a veteran backup quarterback with starting experience in the league, a little more money and not be paying Steven Sims and Hassenauer and James Pierre $2.7 million on a one-year contract. You know, maybe that's the give and take here. But strictly from the Trubisky thing, I want him back. Uh, I do think it's important that you have a veteran backup behind Kenny Pickett, who's only going into his second NFL season. You know, I've been talking about Trubisky from the beginning. Um, as soon as, well, let me not say the beginning, but since um, Trubisky was given the starting job at halftime of the Jets game, uh, Trubisky, to me, just looked more comfortable as a backup. He just does. I think he played pretty well in that role, with the exception of that Ravens game uh, in Pittsburgh when he threw three interceptions. Uh, and the Steelers lost by two points. I think it was 16-14 or something like that. Um, but I do think the guy has whatever is necessary to be a successful backup, a contributor to a team and to the starter in that role. And so I'm in favor of keeping him. And if he wants to do a long-term deal, I'd be interested in that as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm on I'm on Team Trubisky uh, when, in terms of uh, keeping him for the 2023 season. And despite a lot of yammering in the media about he was uh, honked off about how he was treated and he was going to be demanding a trade and he was unhappy and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, gee, guess what? All of that talk's gone away now. So... I think that maybe those were uh, that that was some uh, misinformation uh, out there, and uh, I think that Trubisky uh, will be the backup in 2023 because he's under contract. And uh, if the Steelers, this is Colin Coward from the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. 
in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. They're interested in in maybe extending his contract. Um, He might be interested in that as well. It's kind of a crossroads for Mitch, right, at his career. you, you got to determine if you're ready to go for one last chance at a starter or if you just are a, a good career backup. And I, I think he is leaning towards being the good career backup. I think he's starting to recognize that the starting days might be over for him. And you can make a lot of money as a good oh, career backup. Just ask too. Chase Daniel, who just retired. I mean, Jesus. Or somebody who's, you know, older, Don Strzok. 14 years as a backup, I think it was, behind Dan Marino or whatever. You know, you, you, <laughs> was never you play golf. <laughs> you call, right. You you play golf with Dan on the team day, days off. And, um, you know, when he asks you a question, you answer it. And you just stand there and look pretty with your baseball cap on holding the clipboard. Mark Alt from Charleston, South Carolina asks, what was the record and stats of Todd Blackledge while he played for the Steelers? Uh, okay, Todd Blackledge played for the Steelers in two years. Uh, speaking of Marino, too, by the way, Todd Blackledge was drafted before Dan Marino. <laughs> yes. uh, so, anyway, um, uh, he played for the Steelers two seasons, 88 and 89. He appeared in six games. He had five starts. He was two and, th- two and three as a starter in those games. Um, he completed 43.2% of his passes. Uh, 776 yards, three touchdowns, six interceptions. He had a passer rating of 50.5. Hmm. Um, Blackledge was not a um, a mobile guy, so his rushing uh, yards, his rushing statistics were negligible. Uh, he was sacked eight times, but you know Todd Blackledge is a is an I believe an outstanding color commentator on college football nice. right now. And um, that's his niche. Um, you know, he's good at it. Good luck to him. But, um, you know, the Steelers get a lot of heat for not drafting Dan Marino in 1983. How would you like to be the team that picked Todd Blackledge <laughs> over Dan Marino uh, in in 1983? Um, you're looking for a quarterback. You're going to spend a first-round pick on one. I, I think that that's, that's a bigger mistake than uh, picking a defensive line and thinking that you had your quarterback. John Kuhn from Frederick, Maryland. In the coverage of Tom Brady's re-retirement, it's said that he was voted All-Pro three times. I would have thought it. I would have thought that it would have been more than three All-Pro selections in his 23 seasons, which supports your assertion that All-Pro is so much more meaningful than the Pro Bowl. Which Steelers player has the most All-Pro designations? Okay, there there have been over the course of you know NFL history a lot of uh, organizations, mostly news organizations, that have picked all pro teams. Um, but when you know you're talking about 
all pros and all pro teams, the one that it is the one that is most regularly recognized is the Associated Press's version. And usually, if a player has a um, incentive clause in his contract, uh, if to make, you know, a lot of times um, in the in the contract, if you if you if you're voted first team All Pro, hundred thousand dollars, right? Bonus. So the All Pro team you have to make to get the bonus is the Associated Press one. That's the one that usually counts most often in this kind of thing we're talking about here. So, okay, Steelers, all-time Steelers, uh, when it comes to the Associated Press first-team all-pro recognition. Um, Four-way tie. Jack Ham, Jack Lambert, Dermonte Dawson, Alan Fanica, each were voted first-team Associated Press all-pro six times each. Wow. And, you know, again... When, when fans want to start, you know, trying to figure out who's the best at this, you know, what pecking order uh, for the, uh, you know, the 70s players, you know, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Remember those names that I just mentioned. Um, all due respect to Mike Webster. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen things. Is he the best center in, the, in NFL history? Well, I don't even know if he's the best center in Steelers history. Because mm. that other guy's pretty good. And he's got six. You know, he didn't play. He's got six first team all pros. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and Jack Ham is another guy who's often overlooked, yes. you know, among 70s players. Um, you know, six times first team all pro at outside linebacker when they're only picking, there's only two. Outside linebackers picked on the first team all pro team, you know, and Ham was playing at the same time as this other guy. What was his name? He played for the Giants. Oh, yeah, Lawrence Taylor. So um, <laughs> that was kind of one spot that was taken. Um, and, you know, Ham was in the mix a lot for the other one. Corey Holland from Waynesville, North Carolina. When a player gets injured, how does it work legally? Meaning, is it a form of workman's comp? Does the team cl or club foot the bill, or are the players expected to pay? <laughs> um, you know, uh, Corey, um, what you have to understand is the, the NFL is not, you know, when it comes to these kinds of things, it's uh, the union is, is, is pretty good, and the owners um, take care of, their investments in these players uh, in terms of, you know, medical care, um, you know, a lot of industries it's called, you know, paid days off and stuff like that. <laughs> well, in the NFL, that's kind of at a higher, that's on a higher plane. So um, all uh, and injured players in the NFL, if you are on the 53-man roster for the entire season, you get paid your entire salary whether you miss six games with a hangnail or 10 games with a broken bone or whatever you get paid whether you play or not whether you're in uniform uh, on game day or not so there's that uh, the other thing with injured players in the NFL is te teams are not permitted to cut injured players um, 
And if they want to, there is such a thing as waiving them injured. But then that uh, requires a settlement, a financial settlement that is agreed upon between the team and the player's representation. So there's that. If the player needs medical care, that is provided by the team, you know, training staff. Uh, there are, uh, like the Steelers, for example, they have internists, orthopedic surgeons, neurologists, all, those, all these kind of doctors um, who are available on site. Then also, uh, based on the uh, collective bargaining agreement with the Players Association, every player on every team can choose his own um, doctor. If he, say, the internist says, um, uh, you have appendicitis, I'm just picking something on it. Right. And the player doesn't believe it, he can go get another guy, and that's covered. If, in the case of Ben Roethlisberger, when he had the um, ligament damage in his elbow, okay, he could have gotten it operated on by the Steelers orthopedic surgeon, or he could choose any orthopedic surgeon in the country to do the surgery, and that's covered. So um, it's 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 pretty comprehensive yeah. uh, medical plan. Um, I know that mine isn't that good. I'm not <laughs> complaining about mine, but I'm just saying that, um, you know, these guys in terms of <clears throat> this kind of comprehensive health care, they, um, they have a lot of options, uh, which people in other fields do not. Len Finley from Coldport, Pennsylvania. Do the Steelers have any interest in hosting the NFL draft? Has there been any rumors or speculation on whether that is something that they are trying to do? Um, yeah, I, I believe, and I've been told the Steelers are very interested uh, in hosting the NFL draft. Um, they have been. They continue to be interested in that. Um, and the team believes Pittsburgh has many of the qualities would, that would make that possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, to host the NFL draft and also make it an enjoyable uh, and accessible weekend for both the league uh, and its fans. Mark Bigenhoe from Plum, Pennsylvania, asks a similar question. Would the NFL ever hold the NFL Combine in Pittsburgh? Um, so far, anyway, the NFL Combine has not been an event that the league has moved to a different location each year. Uh, and I don't know that that's ever going to happen. I'm not saying it won't, but there's a lot more logistical issues posed with hosting the combine than there would be the draft. I mean, the combine is right. a situation where, um, first of all, you're bringing all these, you know, you're bringing in far more players for the combine than the draft. I mean, I know you have some guys in the green room for the draft and all that stuff, but it's nothing like 335 to 350 players that are invited to the combine. That's just the players, um, right? You're not talking the coaching that's just, staffs right. that go and all that ancillary right, people. Right, right. All the ancillary people and then all the medical stuff that goes oh, right. on. All of the, the the examinations and then you have to – because then you're going to have to have all of that equipment. You know, some guys need MRIs, whatever it is. You have to have all of that in a fairly central location because these, these guys that you're bringing in, I mean, they may need – or teams may want uh, more detailed medical information on them, but then the guys are going to work out maybe the next day. So you can't have this too spread out 
Um, you know, where guys are getting on an airplane to go get an MRI and then flying back to run the 40 yard dash. I mean, that's just, that's a logistical financial nightmare. So, um, you know, I don't think the combine is going to become a road show. Um, and if it would be, you know, Pittsburgh has a lot of the things I think that would make it possible, but I don't know that the way the city is laid out, uh, the hotel availabilities, how, like in Indianapolis, you c- all of the teams stay in an area where then they can walk yes. to the site of the workouts and the players can walk from where they're staying um, to the workouts as well as the examinations and, and all that stuff. So um, I'd, I'd just say no, uh, no to the combine, uh, hopefully yes to the draft in Pittsburgh. Daniel Cott from Plano, Illinois. Can you see a future rule change? Oh, that's a great way to start a question posed towards you. That allows a third quarterback to be in street clothes on the sidelines on game day and then allow him to suit up when another quarterback on his team is declared out for the rest of the game. I know there were a few examples of this situation this past season where this rule change would seem reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's an I don't think it's necessary to have a rule change. I mean, a rule change might let some coaches off the hook yes. for messing up their game day roster uh, and not having enough quarterbacks, Kyle Shanahan, in a game <laughs> that you know was somewhat important to to try and win the NFC Championship, Kyle Shanahan. Um, <laughs> he wanted that but, seventh linebacker out there on the on game day. Yeah, so well, yeah, right. And he he wanted that seventh linebacker, but then he let his backup tight end block <laughs> the one of the NFC sack leaders. But hey. Um, not to be critical. He's a genius. Um, he's a genius. I mean, <laughs> I keep reading about it. It must be true. You read it on the internet. Yes. It has to be true. Um, but you know, a coach can just simply have three quarterbacks on, on his list of 46 who are active on game day. It's simple. You know, there are enough rules. Uh, <laughs> now whether that they're going to change the rule, I would lean towards yes, because as I said, it uh, provides a little cover for um, coaches who mess it up uh, and then cost their team. Donna Klecamp from Erie, Pennsylvania asks, when a player gets ejected by the referees, does he lose his paycheck for that game? No, this is another instance where, um, you know, a player gets paid regardless. However, he gets his game check, but there's an automatic fine that comes from the NFL uh, for being ejected. Okay, and then it's a it's a progressive kind of penalty too. So if you know a, a player is ejected multiple times, you know that could lead to a suspension uh, or the and or the fines increase for that kind of continued behavior. But in terms of just generally answering the question, he does not lose his entire paycheck for that game. George Bow from Osprey, Florida. How many months does it take to have your question answered? I sent in a question before the season started, and I am still waiting for an answer. Okay, George, i got to tell you, Tom is the guy who is totally responsible for all of these things. <laughs> if you are aggravated by the choice of questions or you yours get ignored, 
it's it's his fault. At Madden producer um, on Twitter, just let me know. <laughs> just fill up my replies. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, okay, that was a joke. Now I'm going to answer it seriously. Um, not every question that's submitted is answered. Uh, not every question submitted deserves to be selected, either. And um, an example of one that does not is yours, George. Uh, however, um, it was selected just as a kind of way to, I won't say make an example of you, but <laughs> explain something that um, a lot of people seem to believe that they are entitled to, which is they send in a question so they want an answer. It doesn't work that way. Well, hey, George, silver lining, you got a question answered, so you should feel great joy about that. Our final one today comes from Ron Williams from Astoria, Oregon, who asks, with the Steelers being able to run the ball more efficiently towards the second half of the season and with Najee Harris being nagged by injuries somewhat often, should the team try and draft a running back in the third round or wait until the later rounds? Uh, let me start with this. Um, you know, I'm going to take issue with your character characterization of Najee Harris's availability. Um, two seasons in the league. There's been 34 regular season games played. Najee Harris uh, has started them all. Um, he has had 694 touches in those 34 games. 579 rushes, rushes and 115 receptions. He scored 20 total touchdowns. He's played 1,743 offensive snaps. Mm. So um, that's a lot of time on the field when, um, you know, when you're in uniform beyond. Okay, so um, then after last year's draft, because they drafted Najee Harris number one in 2021, right. after the 2022 draft, the Steelers signed uh, undrafted rookie Jalen Warren. Okay. Now Warren's rookie season was last year. He played in 16 regular season games. He had 105 touches as a backup, averaged 4.9 yards per rush, 13.4 yards per catch. He played 342 offensive snaps and he was a guy who could play, um, any down, first, second, or third down, because he was capable and willing to be a blocker uh, in pass protection. So you got Najee Harris, the bell cow. You got Jalen Warren, a versatile uh, and, I believe, improving player. Uh, I don't think the Steelers need much more in terms of uh, a, a backfield punch, one-two punch, and I would not waste spend you know, use the verb you like, uh, I would tend toward waste, a pick <laughs> on a running back. That'll do it for this week's edition of Asked and Answered. Always appreciate your questions, even from you, George, who <laughs> complains about not getting his questions read. Well, please send in questions to Labs, and if you're lucky, you'll hear them read on a future edition. For Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Opferman, and we will talk to you guys next week. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. 
This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.